0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment. And lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Oh, yeah, that's me.
1: Ha <laughs> ha! Las Vegas, what's going on? Oh. And I didn't even have any caffeine, fellas. Yeah, you
2: are amped up this Yes, morning. you are. You were right, Mark. The lights went on, and it's all good.
1: Yeah, that's how this Especially works, Especially when
2: you greet us like that.
1: Yeah, we got to do our thing in here. It's a lot of fun. Mark Hoke's show today, everybody. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I did a little experiment here on the music. It's supposed to fade. I'm going to find out if it worked. There we go. There, there it goes. Success. All right, great. I didn't have to push a button or a pot or whatever. It's easy when you don't have to push buttons, guys. It really is. That's what I hear. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, man, we have a ton, a literal ton of pro wrestling stuff for you today on the Mark Hoke Show. This is going to be a blast, guys. I'm Mark Hoke. We've got sitting across from me, I've got him in their little fishbowl over there. It is the David Difference from Future Stars of Wrestling.
3: Yes, sir. Oh, what a difference a Dave makes.
1: Yes. What what kind of difference does it, Dave, make?
3: Uh, every difference possible, man. Whatever you need, I, I can make the difference. I'm all about adding value to you, your life, personally, professionally, whatever you
0: need.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> right. And, of course, from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com, <laughs> Brian Radovich. There it is. <laughs> What's going on, buddy?
2: I'm doing great. How are you, Mark? Um, you know, it sounds like you're great, without caffeine, too.
1: Amazing. Um, man, I'll tell you what. This has been... Uh, a very hectic week, to say the least, for me. I'm I'm coming off yesterday having to fill in for all the Saturday shows here at Odyssey. Ooh, like a bunch of them.
2: All all different types. I mean, yeah,
1: and yeah. Which so,
2: which was the one that you knew the absolute least about?
1: Uh probably the the gun show, the 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 double tap show at two p.m., which airs here <laughs> on uh, K Don. Yeah, I'm not. A, I not that I'm against guns or anything. I, I like guns. I'm guns are great. Way. I'm the same. But way. I but when you're talking sights and stuff like that, I got no clue. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
3: it's some, some somehow I tuned into that yesterday, and I don't
1: know. It was interesting. Okay. Yeah, Nephi does a good, good, fun little show there. Definitely.
3: Now, are you
2: knowledgeable? Do you do you no. understand? No. Me? Yeah. No, I okay. don't understand, man. Okay. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Not that
3: guy. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> oh man, but and I also Ubered last night, and and. I would like to congratulate the uh, Clark County Commission, by the way, on doing such a horrendous job setting things up at Tropicana right now. My God, that is a nightmare down there. I think it took me seven light cycles to get from uh, the Burger King on Tropicana over the bridge to get over to New York, New York. Uh,
3: Yeah, since they announced that, like I have not even tried to go over there.
2: No. No, that, you're talking about drop a can, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no way.
1: It's it's horrendous. So thanks, guys. Appreciate that. <laughs> that helps me make money and keeps my customers happy. But anyway, enough of that whining. Uh, we have two terrific guests coming up on the show today, guys. Yeah, I'm I excited. Mean, me I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. So, well, I guess I should say something because we're doing radio here. But... <laughs> Danny Limelight is going to be joining us. He's the United Wrestling Network World Champion. He is our FSW No Limits Champion. Has wrestled all over the world. New Japan's done a little bit of stuff for AEW. Uh, I mean, this guy is everywhere, everywhere. And you're going to get to see him here on the 30th at Day of Reckoning at the FSW Arena. So you definitely want to check Danny out. He is absolutely phenomenal, and we're going to have Danny on the show here. Starting in our next segment, and then in our second hour, this guy has risen to the top, and he knows how to live life, man. Have you ever checked out Chris Van Vliet's YouTube channel? Wow, of course, a one, great a, job. one of the one of the great interviewers in in wrestling, and yeah, you know, of course, has interviewed all sorts of people like Tom Cruise and Oprah Winfrey and. Aside from, you know, all the great wrestlers like John Cena and The Rock. And he is gonna be joining us in the second hour as well. So we got the California boys invading today, guys.
3: Yeah, definitely looking forward to that, man. Chris Van Vliet. That's my guy right there. And and Danny Limelight, come on, man. That's my guy too. Always chop it up with him over at FSW
1: hell of a guy danny's very good at selling autographs by the way (laughs) he he kind of forces you into it you know i gotta i gotta gotta tell this real quick Uh, so i had already bought an autograph from danny uh back when we did the they had the reality of wrestling show that he was on okay and i came into the fsw arena a few weeks ago and i was just talking to him about coming on the show and he said hey you buy an autograph. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, well, I got one from you already, and then I, and he kind of looked at me. And was like, all right, I'll get another one. So I have I have two autograph photos of Danny Limelight. So is is that why he's on for the uh, autograph? Yeah, I, I wonder. No, I don't want a <laughs> refund. Why would I want a refund? It's awesome. But yeah, it, this is gonna be a blast, guys. So so a terrific show coming up today, and we hope you're going to stick around for both hours. Whether you're listening to us here on your radio dials or on the odyssey app and if you haven't downloaded that app shame on you you are missing out on not just this show but all sorts of great stuff on Kadon and from all the odyssey family and and even more so make sure you check that out and get that on your phone so you can listen to us wherever you go anytime you want it's pretty awesome there you go oh, well, guys, we do have a little time to talk some wrestling to kick things off and and I wanted to start in aew because we have a very interesting situation with our world champion Maxwell Jacob Friedman. So the guys the pillars he's one of the four pillars, you know the young guys that helped start aew okay and they decided that because this feud was shaping up with him, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara that you know who's going to who's going to wrestle if we're going to do a four way what are we going to do so we decided for some reason that we're going to have a tournament a three man tournament to determine who will face Maxwell at double or nothing here in Las Vegas next month so they draw a name out of a hat of the person that gets the buy, and it's Darby. Darby gets the gets the buy. So you got Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara. Well, before that match takes place, MJF starts talking to Sammy, and of course, Sammy's talking, been talking. I'm going to be the world champion and all that. And MJF says, "I have a blank check in my hand." Great. I want you to lay down. I want you to get to this main event and lay down.
3: Okay.
1: Right. Yep, yep. And Sammy writes a number on the check and MJF cringes and cries and then says, okay, okay. And now they're best friends running around and they just had a cat date. Sammy wins the match against jungle boy. Thanks to MJF helping out. They're running around like they're six year olds. (laughs) And so Darby and, uh, Sammy are going to face off next week on Dynamite. Guys, what did you think of this? Good, Dave Dave, 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 I hear you. Yeah, this uh, is news. I didn't see so, it.
3: So tell me this. Uh, uh, you said cat date. What is that? Yeah.
1: They got the cats together.
3: <laughs> like actual kittens? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they got cats. Okay, so I, cats. Everything
3: they did you that. Said They showed
1: absolutely. that on social media. Oh, they Lord. they right. they got together and got their cats to hang out. And that's pretty cool, man. They're I mean, they're now best buddies. <laughs> it's like brothers from another mother. They are they are pals.
3: Well, you know, I think that the world needs more friendship and uh, you know <laughs> things of that nature and animals and you know kittens. I, I'm not a cat guy, but you know a lot of people love cats, so I think it, it, it can unite the world. I
2: didn't know there was
3: a, such thing as a cat date. I never heard of it. So, That's the first.
1: That's well, dog dates. I just they, you know this is a cat yeah, date. I oh, didn't see but, that.
3: But well, what do cats like? What do they do? Where were they at? I they don't know. Do they they don't know. go I gotta, to the park or? I guess I
1: don't know. I gotta I gotta look with this whole thing. But uh, but 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 here's my <laughs> but the bigger problem that I I have with this whole thing is if Sammy ends up winning this tournament. So if he beats Darby, he's in the main event, right? And MJF just paid him to lay down. How do you promote that main event? I mean that is that is bizarre because if if I mean I can't imagine they didn't do this if they weren't going to have Sammy get there, I would think. But you never know. Maybe Darby wins this match next week. But if, if your main event is this guy against this guy, and this guy is going to just take a powder, or take a one two three, and go home, that that seems kind of odd to me.
3: Right. Well, I think uh, the, the the most prestigious thing in this industry is the belt right i mean i think that yeah, check
1: supposed to be yeah.
3: that check might get ripped up come, yeah. <laughs> come yeah. main event time <laughs> yeah. that, you know if, if he's really in it you know for the love of the business you know fair enough well, yeah i'm
2: i'm not sure if any of those three guys against mgf is really a a great main event for the for the pay-per-view right um i maybe i'm just a little bit jealous and, or i'd rather the vegas double or nothing be a little bit meatier main event than MJF really against any of those three, except maybe maybe I don't know, I don't know. Mark, what do you think? I still want all three. <laughs> You're much three. more I, of an AEW guy than than I am. I so. have a
1: feeling this is going to still end up being a four way somehow. Uh, I mean, then the, I, then Boy, I, really don't like it. Yeah, Jungle Boy lost on the count out, uh, so you know with with some interference. So we'll we'll see. But I I am. A lot of people were kind of shaking their heads on this one, and as you can see, we all are as well. So, yeah, a yeah, little, little goofy there. Then the other thing that happened was Wardlow's back as the TNT champ. He <laughs> knocks off powerhouse Hobbs. So, Wardlow's now a three time TNT champion. So, after Wardlow getting a three day reign, Hobbs gets about a month. And now Wardlow's got the belt again. Is it
2: because he had his gear this time? So, he <laughs> was able to win? That's possible. Is that what it was?
1: I don't know. But, guys, that's some interesting booking there, too. I think a. So, a lot of people were shaking their heads after dynamite. And, you know, it wasn't like Hobbs, you know, got totally destroyed on this. You had all sorts of outside interference and crazy stuff going on. And it was a fun match. But, but the, the booking here is just very odd with, you know, Wardlow having the, getting the belt on him, taking it off, putting it back on. And then you put Hobbs in the situation where, you know, here's, here's your young up and coming guy and you, give him the title for a little bit and then he gets beat. So, you know, guys, what are your thoughts on, on that booking from Tony Khan? Well, it
2: doesn't, there wasn't really, it doesn't sound like there was any kind of a plan on it. You know, you, when you make a title switch, obviously, and Joe would obviously be able to speak way more to this than me, but when you make a title switch, like you got to have a plan for that next guy. I mean, you're not just making the title change. You're going, okay, so-and-so challenges, then so-and-so, you know, rematch, challenge, challenge, whatever. And to me, it's just, that that's not a plan. That doesn't sound like a plan at all. I mean, especially when they turned the first match into what a false count anywhere, because he didn't have his gear. Right. Like, like that's just crazy. Cause there's no reason he couldn't have just had a regular match. I think nobody had anything like that just to be as ludicrous, but then to switch it back off. Cause Hobbs is super talented. Yes. Right? And when he won the belt, there was dev. I saw plenty of feedback. Folks were quite pleased to see him win the title, like, okay, finally, Hobbs is going to get this run, and then a month later, you just take all the steam out of it. Just there was no planning to it at all. At least it doesn't sound like it.
1: Dave,
0: what'd
3: you think? Yeah, it just looks like they're throwing things together, but I'm very curious as to Joe, what, what do you think about this?
1: I wish Joe was on, but he's not on, so.
3: no.
2: I no. would ask Joe. <laughs> 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 that was a joke. I knew he was. No, a, okay. like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Is there a time change? Funny. Is there a time change?
3: Nah, he's had a late uh, a late night. I'm I'm assuming, but um, yeah. So I think on this, like you were saying, like you got to have a plan, like where are you going with it. Don't do it just to do it. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. I mean, because nowadays, I mean, especially you know how fans are so vocal of every little misstep or something that doesn't make sense. So I think you know. Hopefully they tie that in. Somewhere. Well, I
2: think, too, when, when they switched the title, what QT Marshall came back. So you kind of had a new – it seemed like a new story set up. Yeah. And now it's just dissolved because right. the title change – like, it just – it it just like, well, okay, he didn't get his stuff today, so we're going to do a false count anywhere. And then, well, well, we don't want Hobbs to win-win, so we're going to have QT come back and interfere and like it just yeah it just didn't sound it sounds like like an indie show we're like well we'll just oh those two guys drove up so we'll put them in the battle royal <laughs> right you right. know what i mean yeah. it, that's what it sounds
1: like yeah it's a little bit of a mess so we'll well we have to trust in tony Khan and see what he's got planned you know double or nothing still a month plus away so we'll find out but not so much a month away in fact just a couple of minutes we got our buddy danny limelight's going to be on the show So we're looking forward to having Danny coming on here. We're going to hear from Poppy, the United Wrestling Network world champion, in just a couple of minutes after the break. Stick around for more on the Mark Hoke Show on KDON 101.5 FM, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. The Mark Hoke Show is proud to announce our partnership with Pro Wrestling's premier charity, the Cauliflower Alley Club. For nearly 60 years, the CAC has stood strong assisting members of the wrestling industry in their times of need. Please join us in supporting the Cauliflower Alley Club by becoming a member for just $25 a year or make an individual donation today. Go to caulifloweralleyclub.org and give back to the people that have brought us so much entertainment and joy in pro wrestling. Once again, that's caulifloweralleyclub.org. 1015
0: FM KDON This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we
1: are back on the Mark Hoke Show on on KDON 101.5 FM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. It is the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. The David Difference sitting here with me as well (sighs) as Brian Ronovich, Having a great time. And I got to tell you something, fellas. I've been looking forward to having this guy on the show for a long time. Oh yes. I mean, one of the to me, one of the best performers out there, one of the hardest working guys out there, and he has been performed everywhere around the world. You know, New Japan, AEW, uh, you know, of course, uh, the United Wrestling Network world champion right now, and you see him all the time here in Las Vegas, and he is the current FSW No Limits champion. And you know what? dominic mysterio is not poppy he is not this this is poppy right here danny limelight joining us on the mark show mark hoax show danny how are you
4: what's up me gente thanks for the introduction thanks for having me on the show it feels good you know the no limits poppy coming back to vegas soon you know i'm ready for it
3: there he is there yeah. he is it's right? a pleasure to
1: be on the show man how y'all doing good good yeah we're great uh, very happy to have you on and yeah, you know, Danny. Of course, uh, it has been such an amazing run for you and your career. And let me just start with where did it all begin for you? How did you get into this? And you know, how is you know how have you progressed your career as well as you have?
4: Well, I think I think like most people, you know, I started off as you know just being a fan um, when I was a kid. You know, one thing I do remember was going to Madison Square Garden to see wrestling. You know, I remember my my father taking me um, to the shows, and I was just a fan of it, you know. The Rock was my favorite. And then when Eddie Guerrero became the top Latino star, you know, I, I, I was watching. You know, I was watching. I, I was believing that Latinos can do it, you know. And I, I kind of never knew about independent wrestling. I didn't know about New Japan. I didn't know about... WCW, I just knew WWF, WWE. You know, like that's what I watched. And I think at a certain age, I hit, I stopped watching because it kind of wasn't the cool thing to do at that, that age group. You know, that I was, that I was in. And when, when I found professional wrestling again, it was, it was very random. You know, I was in Target with my daughter. She knocked over some Blu-rays, and one of them just so happened to be The Rock's top ten greatest matches. Nice. You know, and and I bought it, and I went home, and I started watching it and sat my daughter down. She was very, very young. And her mom came home and asked me why Dwayne Johnson was wrestling and why my daughter was watching it. (laughs) she, she, She didn't know that The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson was a wrestler first. She just knew him as Dwayne Johnson, the actor. And so I, you know, I looked it up. She told me she had never watched it. You know, she said her brother used to watch it, but she never really did. And you know, WWE was coming to town like that following week. So I hired a babysitter, got his tickets, and we went to go watch a live show. This was in 2014. And it was my first time watching wrestling in a very, very long time. And so when I was there, I ran into somebody else that I knew that told me they was trained to be a wrestler. And that's how it all started. You know, my daughter's mom, she actually paid for my first few months of training, you know, to, to, to chase this crazy dream. And I, mean, I knew I was good. You know, I mean, well, I wasn't good then because sometimes I watch my old matches and I'm like, "What? Well, what was that? You know, but <laughs> I knew I, I knew I was good enough and I knew I had the charisma that you can't teach. And I knew that if I if I just kept working, that that it would take me where I wanted to go. And sure enough, you know, once I exited the military and had full full time to, to really push this wrestling thing, you know, that's when the New Japan doors opened. That's when the AEW doors opened. That's when I started really wrestling all over and trying to become, you know, one of those household names, you know, trying to become one of the, the next hottest up and coming stars that people are talking about, you know, try to be innovative, try to be charismatic, try to do things that that hadn't really been done before, and most importantly, trying to do it for my Latinos
1: yeah, that's awesome and i you know one thing that that has always struck me about you, Danny, is it it I can tell how hard you work at what you do, not just in the ring but in terms of you know communicating with fans and your promos and so on. I don't know too many guys out there on the indie scene, especially that can rile up a crowd quite like you. And now I remember getting, you know, the first time I got to see you live was at that reality of wrestling show. And I was just like, wow. dude, this guy is, I mean, I, I'd seen you wrestle before. And I'm like, he is amazing. And, you know, how do you, you, what do you do to, to hone those skills?
4: Well, Honestly, you know, I've been a fighter my whole life. You know, whether it was street fighting, whether it was boxing, whether it was martial arts with the military. You know, becoming a black belt and, and training the Marine Corps martial arts program. I, mean, I taught over four hundred and fifty Marines that program from different belt levels of tan, gray, green, brown, and black. Um, and so, I just try to apply all of that when I'm in the ring, and obviously you know I had to learn about pro wrestling and how and how to do that cuz I didn't have any wrestling experience you know but I had a ground game from martial arts I had a stand up game from from boxing and the, the 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 mic work you know Rob you talk about rallying up a crowd like one thing I do know how to do is talk my shit so I, I really I really just wanted to 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 be be well rounded in all areas I feel like a lot of people you know they just want to be a really good wrestler or you know they they want to be a GIF wrestler. They want to have one of those little GIFs go viral, showing them do a crazy move. But a lot of these guys can't entertain. You know, I tell everybody all the time, like I'm not an indie darling. Like maybe, maybe, maybe around 2019, 2020, when I was really making my rounds on the indie, people was calling me a hot indie guy or whatever, and that's how I got seen by all these people. But I'm a, I'm a TV wrestler now. You know, I, I wrestle to be on TV. You know, when I'm on, when I'm on the microphone, whether I'm a bad guy or a good guy, I, I draw heat. The right way, you know, not the cheap way, and, and I get sympathy the right way when I'm a face. You know, I make them want to see me win. If if I'm a bad guy, I make you want to see me lose. And I think that's important. I think I think telling stories is important in the ring. I think having a clear cut of who's the good guy, who's the bad guy is important. And I feel like that's something that that I really, really put a lot of my focus on. Is is is. Being that well wanted wrestler, you could put me in the ring with a luchador, and a New Japan guy. You could put me in there with an AEW guy. You could put me in there with any type of wrestling style, and I I can handle whoever, you know. And, and I've proved it time and time again.
1: You know, one thing that I didn't know about you. I mean, I knew you were in the military, but I didn't know you were a drill instructor. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and, and now that kind of makes sense to me a little bit getting to know you a little uh, what the what from that back tell us a little bit about that background and and what you've carried over to the ring from being a, a drill instructor in the Marine Corps
4: Well, the Marine Corps you know is the toughest branch in the United States and in the world you know it's America's finest fighting force they first in first you know first first in the fight you know and uh, to become a to become a marine Corps drill instructor, you have to achieve the rank of sergeant. Um, that's an E-5. So it's private, private first class, lance corporal, corporal, then sergeant. So that's five ranks before you're even, before you're even eligible to qualify. Then you got to make it to the top 10% of the Marine Corps, which means your rifle scores, which is like your shooting scores, your pistol scores, your physical fitness scores, all of that, your martial arts level, your academics, all that needs to be top 10% to be able to get selected and go to drill instructor school. Once I achieved that, I went to drill instructor school and I graduated number one out of my class. So I was what they called the undergraduate from drill instructor school and then I went on to make over three hundred and fifty Marines um from the ages of eighteen to thirty years old kids coming in to 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 do what we to, to do what we do to volunteer to serve their country and It's up to me and my team of drone instructors to instill that discipline, to break them down, build them back up in the Marine Corps' image of honor, courage, and commitment. And, you know, it's, it's a demanding job. You know, boot camp in the Marine Corps is 13 weeks long. It starts at 5 a.m., and it ends at 9 p.m. But 5 a.m. is when the recruits wake up, which means the drone fru- instructor has got to be up around 4 a.m., walking decks, making sure that everything's ready to go for the day, if we even get to sleep that night. The recruits go to bed at 9, but we have to walk decks, make sure the house is getting clean, make sure the recruits aren't writing letters, doing things that's like what we do. So if you get any time to sleep, you are getting about three hours if you're lucky. On top of that, you're malnourished because there's not enough time to eat. The recruits get three meals a day for 20 minutes, um, and you have to supervise that. You have to rush them through it. You have to get them in and get them out because everything is on a time schedule. You know, there's a lot of hours of curriculum that they need to learn in 13 weeks, and there isn't time for drone soldiers to be sleeping, eating, and all that. The mission is to train Marines um, and, and make Marines. And so, you know, your physical fitness is, is next level because you're running with these kids that are 18 years old. You know, some of these kids are running three miles in 17 minutes, and you got to keep up. You know, the drone, you're the image of the Marine Corps. You're, you're, the, you're what the Marine Corps says this is what you want to be. So I took that very seriously, which is why I was always, you know, number one, undergraduate. You know, broke records with my platoons, taught drill differently. You know, made sure my kids. We broke the regimental prac fit, uh regimental prac test, which test. We had a ninety six point seven percent passing grade, which was the, was the which was the record at the time. I think it still is the record. Uh, we broke the physical fitness record for that generation. You know, with a platoon average of two two seventy five out of three hundred. You know, and and. I'm there with them in the fight. Whenever that we did the obstacle courses, the confidence courses, these these intense courses that are designed to challenge the recruits to push themselves or to break their fear factor, you know, I'm the one that they had doing it and they're demonstrating these obstacles because I was so physically fit. I was so, you know, it's motivating to the recruits, and I wanted to inspire them and show them, like, look, I'm not gonna have you do anything that I can't do better than you, and that's what I did. How that transcends into to wrestling. I want to be the best. In everything that I do, I want to be the best. I walk into every room like I own it. It's not because I'm cocky or arrogant or because I think I'm better than everybody. It's because I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in my ability to lead. I'm confident in my ability to perform. I'm confident in my ability to do what I'm supposed to do. You know, that the Marine Corps instills that, you know, and and it doesn't leave. As much as I try to stay far away from the military now, which is why I don't do a military gimmick, which is why I barely talk about it in promos. You know, I, you know, it's still who part of who I am. And, you know, that that Marine Corps mentality of being the best, being number one, that you want to be number one in wrestling. You know, you want to be the guy you want to be the world champion. And that's what I am. And I'm that way for a reason.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, guys, it definitely shows. I mean, David, I, I know you've dealt with the uh, work with Danny quite a bit. Uh, you You see that.
3: Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the discipline is uh, off the charts, and he does come into every room and like command a presence. Like um, that is very true. At FSW last week, <laughs> actually, what was it? Two weeks ago, Danny came in and commandeered the whole merch stand and took a T-shirt, and, <laughs> and my guy didn't even say anything. I was like, "What the hell's going on?"
1: Here? <laughs> yeah.
3: He owned it, man. He's the champ.
1: Yes, he is. Yeah, of course. Uh, we're all with Danny Limelight on the Mark Hoke Show. Of course, the FSW No Limits champ. And the United Wrestling Network World Heavyweight Champion, and by the way, the first Latino to win that title. It's been nice. around since uh, 2013. So Danny's stepping in there and doing the job. And uh, Danny, I know before we go to break, I, since we're talking about that, tell everybody a little bit about UWN if people don't know about that organization.
4: Well, first of all, I got to give all credit to my professional wrestling, not professional wrestling career, to David Marquez. You know, he was one of the guys that really gave me an opportunity, put me in front of cameras, put me on TV, invested his money to give me, you know, a, a time block on his show, whether it was five minutes or 46 minutes, like the world title match, you know, which was the full episode of the show. Like, you know, he, he, he believed in me, you know. And the United Wrestling Network has been around for years. You know, it started up as Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Um, You know, guys like Adam Pierce, Daniel Bryan, you know, Claudio, you know, uh, all these AJ Styles, so many guys, Scorpio Sky, the the names go on and on, the amount of people that that came through those doors, you know, and and spent time under the David Marquez umbrella. And right now, what we've been able to do as as a team is, is really take it to the next level, more TV stations, more channels, more eyes on the product, bringing in new talent. You know, giving opportunities to the young and the hungry, bringing in guys that have been around forever to 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 create those stories with those new guys. We started Derby City Wrestling. I say we, but really, you know, David Marquez and his team. I'm you know, I'm just the flag bearer right now. You know, Derby City Wrestling in Louisville, Kentucky. You know, he had championship wrestling from Memphis, championship wrestling from Atlanta. Like you know, it was championship wrestling from Arizona. Just, just all over, people just you know, Marquez planting that flag in as many states as he could, as many TV channels as he could to really just give us guys an opportunity, you know, um, he, he's, I, I really believe that the people that come through that through that system are ready for TV. We understand where the cameras are. We understand what it means when that red light is on us. You know, I make it a, I make it a point to get my face in front of every camera when I'm in the ring, you know, and, and I think that that's something that I learned from David Marquez is, is get your face on the camera, you know, Yeah, there's 500 people in the crowd, but really, how many people are watching at home? You know, we look at the viewerships, and the show is getting, you know, 300 to 600,000 views a week, easily. You know, and I think that that's important, you know, and I think that's important for numbers. I think that's important for the wrestlers to understand that when you're on this program, you know, know, you're being seen. You're being seen by a lot of people, and you get great footage because it's TV wrestling, and if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and listening – you know, to what the producers, the agents, all that stuff is going on backstage, you know, you're going you're gonna to be okay at the end of the day. Um, and I think that, you know, for a while there was this joke of exposure bucks. But really, if you really think about what those exposure bucks are, it's getting you seen, you know. Yeah, you know, Joe Schmo on in the indie, you know, does a, a cool move and it goes viral on Twitter, but that's, that's an eight-second clip out of a, mm-hmm. a maybe 15-minute match. What else is going on in those 15 minutes? Are you know, they telling the story? Is the match actually making sense? Or they just get one little cool little look moving there and now people are talking about them. With this program, this T V show, you know, the United Wrestling Network, like you're being seen the right way for the right reasons by the right people. Um so I'm proud to be part of the team first and foremost. You know, the bodega's been there running the show since twenty twenty. Um and, and I'm proud more importantly, to, to be the flag bearer, to be the face of the company, to be the world champion. You know and, and just defend that 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 brand you know and I, I always speak highly of it because i know what it's done for me in my career
2: yeah
1: and i believe they're going to be getting on vegas tv here soon if i remember right so we'll look forward to seeing that uh danny we're gonna hey, we're gonna take a break if you want to stick around with us for one more segment and uh, we'll get to yes, talk sure. to you a little bit that. more but guys when danny's in town by the way i think the four of us maybe ought to go grab breakfast before we hit that commercial break, we got to yes, make, make sure we mention that because, you know, I'm kind of hungry. So let's go on over there to Unique Eats, and we're going to have a great time over there at 3100 South Durango Sweet 100. Omelets, pancakes, pastas, award winning pizzas from celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco. Amazing food. So, guys, you got to get over there and try it if you haven't been there. If you're driving around Vegas right now, get on over there. And, of course, you can visit their website at Unique Eats LV. Dot com all right we come back more with danny limelight as the boys in there are giggling the david difference and brian ronovich having a great old time here on the mark oak show yes sir there you go so we will be right back with more with danny limelight on the mark oak show stick around
0: In a kayfabe world, LasVegasWrestlingScene.com brings you the real story. Las Vegas Wrestling Scene is the source for pro wrestling news, along with their up-to-date events calendar. Visit LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. 1015FM K-Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke.
1: And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show on KDON 101.5 FM. The talk of Las Vegas. Everybody comfortable in there, guys? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Everybody bailed out of the booth on that break. Drinking a lot of water in here. <laughs> David Difference, Brian Ronovich, and of course, we're on with Danny Limelight joining us on the show. Uh, and Danny, before we get into all the trouble you're going to be getting in next weekend uh, or in the ring, uh, I did want to ask you a little bit about the things that you're doing with movies. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that you're involved in. You got a Netflix show and all sorts of crazy things happening on the side with that. What's uh, What's going on with that, and how'd you get into getting into filmmaking?
4: So, you know, honestly, it all it all came from wrestling. You know, the wrestling kind of like, bled over into the stunt world. I had made some con- connections with some people, you know, started grinding and doing things. And then I realized I wanted to do more, but Hollywood doesn't always knock on your door. You know, sometimes you got to create opportunities for yourself. Um, I've always been a writer. You know, it's just something that I've always had interest in on the side. And so I started writing my own my own projects, my own shorts, you know, just trying to get some some footage, you know, honestly, just meet people, work with people, get a better understanding of what it is to be on set, have the camera in front of you for something different other than wrestling. You know, got some agents for me and my daughter, and really just started auditioning and working, you know, building connections, building relationships, staying in touch with producers, you know, staying in touch with with, with stunt coordinators that gave me opportunities and and just continue to create create opportunities for myself. You know, uh, my first actual live short film that I created was called Joe Riv. Um, it won six awards at the film festivals, you know, including Best Actor for the film. And and I really just expanded on that. And, and I knew that I had the military background, the wrestling background, you know, and, and I have a certain look that was going to open doors for me and give me opportunities for, you know, uh, typecasted roles. But those typecasted roles were paying the bills for a while and, and allowing me to create these relationships that will allow me to get into bigger rooms, have bigger auditions, have bigger opportunities. And, you know, that's kind of what led into the NCIS uh, opportunity, where, where I guest starred on an episode of NCIS. And then that's what got me into the room for Netflix. And, and, you know, lately I've been I've been auditioning for bigger projects, you know, some that I'm very excited about, while still working on my own short films and writing and creating opportunities. As a matter of fact, today I'm headed to, you know, uh, set right now to, to shoot a fight scene with one of these stunt coordinators that I've worked with before. And, you know, and, and I'm bringing my boy Bo- Slice Boogie with me. You know, you guys know Slice. Nice. You guys are getting re- very well familiar to Slice in Vegas. You know, not that the bodegas. knocked the door down. And we just we just creating opportunities for ourselves.
1: That is awesome. Uh, Brian, did you have a question? No. Oh, I, don't have a question. I thought you were looking just, at me there. That's all good. No, nope. yeah, Brian, Brian, you've seen you've seen Danny perform enough. You know how good. He
2: yeah, is. I really and and I really like the bodega. I think you guys are a really good team. Um, how much? Going back a little bit to the Marine Corps, outside of the physical fitness, and were you a uh, drill instructor where there where Mount Mother Effer was, Danny? where where mount Mount mother Effer? i can't say it on the radio
1: yeah we can't swear on the radio oh we can't Oh, okay no
2: (laughs) okay it doesn't Uh, matter but how how much did the 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 marine corps discipline help you get through a lot of the the challenges with wrestling or even doing both at the same time how how tough was that
4: so it was it was a little difficult for me because i'm not gonna lie when i first started wrestling because i had that 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 energy from the military because the way i conducted myself in the military the way i carried myself as a marine it's how i carried myself walking into locker rooms you know and it bothered a lot of people it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because they, they thought that i was oh this this kid thinks he knows it all he's too arrogant mm-hmm. he's, he, he thinks he's this and that but really i just walk into the room like i own it like i'm, I'm out here you know serving my country um I'm, I'm, you know, i've done my deployments i've I've done my my work in the military. You know, I have real legit training in the military. And, you know, I was expecting it to come into wrestling. And, you know, I was at the top of the military, and then I had to start from the bottom as a wrestler. Right. I was a green kid that didn't know anything. You know, I was just just athletic, you know. And I, I think that it really rubbed certain people the wrong way at first. But when I took a break from wrestling, because I was on drill instructor duty, when I came back, I had a different approach to it. You know, some certain people gave me a second chance to, to show them, and certain people held on to who I used to be, and that's fine. But it was challenging because, you know, you, the Marine Corps does train you to be confident, to carry yourself a certain way, right. you know, they with the toughest train, where we have the sexiest uniforms, you know, like we, we, we are looked at with all this respect and praise, and then I walk into a locker room and, you know, I'm just – kid number two that wants to be a
2: wrestler they're you like know, you so. haven't done anything yet
4: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah well danny you're going to be doing a couple of things in the next few days of course you've got you're defending the fsw no limits championship against jacob austin young coming up here and then of course we've got that world championship match with you against jordan clearwater for the uh united uh, world championship danny yes. it, that's gonna be a fun three days for you I got about the 30 seconds tell me what you got there on those matches
4: Man, first of all, just another young boy's going down. I've beat him before. i beat him multiple times. I'm tired of smacking him around Vegas. I'm not coming alone. I'm bringing Boogie with me. Jay better have his eyes behind the back of his head because either way, it's getting snatched out of his face. And as far as May 2nd, the Lumberjack match with Clearwater, there's no doubt that the Golden Boy is the Golden Boy for a reason. You know, uh, everybody that watched the world title match saw what we did then, and now all I can say is this Lumberjack match is, 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 is more personal. He's coming to take what's mine. He's coming to take what I fought and worked for so hard. And there's no way I'm going to let that go. Well,
1: of course, uh, guys, if you want to follow Danny I Eving, mean, Danny, you're all over social media. Tell everybody where they can catch you.
4: I'm not hard to find me, Hente. If anybody wants to get in contact, keep in touch, talk to me, tweet me, snap me, Instagram me, whatever. It's at Danny Limelight on all social media, Twitter and Instagram. Just at Danny Limelight, ProWrestlingTees.com, backslash Danny Limelight, buy a T-shirt. Uh, I make sure that all my shirts drop to match the newest J's that come out. So you always look and Fly when you wear Bobby's shirt. You feel me?
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh, Danny, hey, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I look forward to seeing you here in Vegas on the 30th at the FSW Arena. It should be a great time. And uh, always a blast talking to you, bud. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you so much for having me on the show, guys. Much love, me ante. Yes, sir.
1: You got it. There you go. Danny Limelight, everybody. Woo! That guy is something else. He really is and you got you can hear in his voice the passion that he has and you see just how hard he works and how much effort he puts into pro wrestling and it's it's just like a notch above everybody else that i i see on the circuit
3: yeah uh, definitely i think if you look at the top performers in this industry they have that discipline they have that charisma Danny Limelight definitely has the full package. And he also has one of my T-shirts, man. I don't know where, what he did with it, but he ran off with it last week. And I, I need $20 or I need it back. All right.
1: Well, hey, guys, we are going to be heading into our second hour. And I'll tell you what, if you thought Danny Limelight was fun, Chris Van vleet's going to be pretty cool, too. This is going to be a terrific second hour coming up on the show. So make sure you stick around for that. And, of course, don't forget, if you would like to take a second and follow our show, At Mark Hoke Show on Twitter. Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. YouTube, The Mark Hoke Show. We're getting some great new videos up there for you to check out. And MarkHokeShow.com. And podcasts on MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com. And all your favorite podcast outlets. Just, guys, we're everywhere. Yes, sir. That's just how it works. Yeah. (laughs) So stick around for more. We have the second hour coming up. Just one of the legendary broadcasters in wrestling right now. Chris Van Vliet is going to be joining us. Stick around for that. Here on KDON 1015 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. We'll be right back. of the mark Hoke show follow us on twitter at mark Hoke show like us on facebook at the mark Hoke show and visit mark to keep up with everything happening with the show and remember to check out all of our archive shows on youtube at the mark Hoke show and download our podcasts at mark show.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets so join the mark Hoke show family today and thanks for listening